as we really get welcoming of abundance by giving, by being more generous, do we trust God? I believe if we trust God, there'll be no worries, no fear, more faith, and we can really welcome the abundance that God wants for us. Over the past several weeks, I've mentioned to several people, and several people have found out I was talking, so they've asked me what I'm talking about. And I said, well, I'm really excited. I'm talking about stewardship, and particularly the idea of, of finance and giving. And it was interesting, because almost universally, the expressions on the faces turn like, oh, that's interesting. That ought to be, well, see how that goes, sort of thing. And, and, uh, and even I was working on it at work, at, um, on the computer, and my nurse, Kim, who's a Christian, saw me working on it, and she's like, what, what are you doing? Your computer doesn't work? I'm like, no, I'm actually working on a sermon for church. And she goes, oh, what are you talking on? And I said, oh, stewardship and, and, and giving. And she goes, oh, that ought to be good. That ought to be interesting. Um, the interesting thing, and I said, well, I'm going to kind of focus on trust and, and trusting God. And she said, well, don't Tell them they have to trust. It's not their responsibility. They have to. Anyhow, it was interesting that she kind of, kind of was going down a similar vein as what I was thinking. So, why is it that we get bothered? And why we kind of take a back seat when we think about that? I think it's because we don't trust God. We don't trust God in his word. We believe it on a theoretical basis. We understand it. We believe God exists. But we don't necessarily trust it. If we learn to trust God's word, then I think we truly can experience that abundance. Dr. Knight, in a sermon a couple weeks ago, mentioned that God, the God of worry the pagan god of worry. And I personally have been guilty of worshiping that god too much in my life. And I think it has to do with a trust in God. We have lots of things to worry about when it comes to thinking about paying tithe. Very legitimate things to worry about. Being able to pay our mortgage, our light bill, and other fixed expenses in the house. We worry about paying the gas for gas to fill our vehicles and the rapidly rising gas prices. That makes us even more nervous. Just a couple of weeks ago, we had an unexpected medical expense in our family, and a few thousand dollars went out the door without even, just from nowhere, and that can happen so quickly. So we think about these things. We, we even worry about having enough money to do the things we enjoy. We want to buy toys. We want to buy neat things. We want to go on vacations. And that's a worry. Um, I think those are all legitimate worries, and God cares about those too. Personally, for me, I've never had a problem believing in God. As long as I can remember, I believed in Jesus, I believed in God, nothing else made sense. I grew up in a public education, public schooling, um, until I went to university, when I went to Andrews. During that time, evolution was taught in the school, and it was taught as a fact, but it just didn't make sense to me. It didn't make nothing they taught couldn't happen. So believing in God wasn't a problem. However, again, I've been guilty of that 
worshiping the pagan god of worry and learning to trust in what he has to say has been a more difficult thing for me. So how do we become cheerful givers? How, how do we really give and, and welcome that abundance if we don't trust what God has to say? So I want to share with you an experience that happened to Tracia and I that's really close to my heart and made the difference in our lives. It proved by both our relationship and our trusting in God. It happened around four years into our marriage. After I was accepted to medical school, Tracia and I and two toddlers, Kayla and Crystal, were one and two in 1990 when we went to Loma Linda and we um, started, I started medical school. Neither of us come for money, so both of us have had to pay our own way and pay our own rent and pay our own housing and schooling and same thing for our primary or secondary college and we had just kind of paid off that debt and now medical school was coming and we had two kids. The thing we did have though was her parents came back early from the mission service and they were there to watch our kids for us. So we had the best babysitters you could get and they didn't charge us. So it was a real blessing to have them. To get by I worked some. I was a nurse at the time, but not much. I couldn't. School was very taxing, and it took a lot of my time. Tricia worked a full-time job in nursing, and she worked two additional part-time jobs. So we really were juggling our time. You can do that when you're in your 20s. You can't do that in your 50s and 60s. But nonetheless, we were actually doing okay as far as what we were making, but we weren't making it week to week. It seems like every paycheck, we, we were coming up short. Nothing seemed to be balancing out. We were paying tithe at the time, but for various reasons, we decided we weren't going to pay it to the church. We were going to Loma Linda Church at that time, and that's a whole other discussion, but we decided we're going to pay it to a ministry that we felt we wanted to support, and there was a local radio station, I believe, that we really enjoyed and liked, a Christian radio station. So we sent our money to the Christian radio station. However, what ended up happening, we didn't give it to them first. And before you know it, we'd have, I remember particularly one time, we owed them $800, owed, according to, nobody sent us to collections for not paying it, but we felt we owed that. And I'm like, we can't can't afford this. I can't afford paying that $800. So we skipped that payment. I'm sure it happened over and over again. And um, God would understand. We're in medical school. We got all these expenses. We have these kids. Um, but despite skipping a few payments and being late on them, we still weren't making it for week to week or every paycheck every couple weeks, I guess we were getting paid at the time. We'd come up short. And it even started affecting our relationship. Believe it or not, in our early in our marriage, we fought about finances. And so we started making some changes. One of the things we decided was every couple weeks, Trish would say, well, we need money for this or that, or maybe I want a shirt or whatever. I'm like, no, we don't. We don't have any money. We're, we're out. She said, what do you mean we're out of money? We, I, we make a lot of money. We, I said, we don't have any money. So eventually I said, well... You don't believe me, so you take over the bills. Actually, since that time, she's t- 
taken over the bills and she's never returned them to me. But uh, <laughs> it helped in that she understood. She never came to me and said, what do you mean we don't have any money? She said she understood it. She saw it. But we still were living every paycheck to paycheck. And then, I don't know the exact timing, but sometime three, four years into our marriage, a year or two into medical school, I was studying Proverbs. And I came across this verse. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce. So your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. That hit me pretty, pretty hard. And I won't go into all the details, but we started studying a little bit more about what it means to give, and who should we give to, and when should we give to. So, long story short, I, we decided to give the money to the church, it was overwhelming to, to us and our study that the, the tithes should go to the church, despite our feelings about whatever. So it went to the church, and the other thing we decided was, it says, honor the Lord from the wealth of the first of all your produce. This is not a sermon on how to pay tithe or that, but it's trusting God. But I took that verse, or we took that verse literally, and we decided we're going to not only pay tithe, but we're going to pay it on the gross. And at that time, we decided we're going to pay it on the gross. So actually, it ended up going up quite a bit, the amount of tithe we were paying, because we paid it on the gross. I don't know how it happened, because we didn't get another job. She didn't get a third part-time job. We didn't make any other changes in our life. But living from paycheck to paycheck went away. I, I can't explain it other than God did this for us. And that was the first time in my life, I believe, that I really started trusting God in his word. That what he says, what he tells us is true. And that we can believe what he says. And that's actually the first time, I think, that we really started welcoming abundance in our life. There's been countless other blessings, not just not financially. We haven't become super wealthy. It's, um, we're not, uh, we still need to work. Um, but just the blessings besides financially and taking care of things, the blessings of my kids being here today, it's just he, he wants us to have an abundant life. And now I believe that because I've tested him in that. Again, I think our problem is we really have a hard time trusting God, and that limits him from really able to, being able to give us the abundant life he wants us to have. Let's see if I can find this verse. So, I think God is willing to work a lot harder to gain our trust than I am to work on gaining Dakota's trust. And I was very determined to get that trust. In Malachi 3.10, God tells us, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try or test me in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing, there will not be room enough to receive it. 
I'm fairly certain this is the only time in the Bible where God actually says, test me. Test me in this. See if what I tell you is true. Bring, the, bring your tithes to the storehouse and see what I'll do for you. He's actually given us the gift of trust. We don't have to just trust him naturally. He's saying, test me. Test me in this and I'll give you that trust that you need. God in the, in the Bible has a ton to say on stewardship, a ton to say, on fi, uh, to say on finances. The scripture today, I love the reading that Kasia did, and you did a beautiful job, by the way, reading that so clearly. I probably won't do near as clearly, but I'll repeat it. I will not take a bull from your house, nor goats from your folds. Every beast of the field is mine, and the cattle of a thousand hills. I love that not only the wild animals in the forest, but the cattle in our backyards and the cattle in our fields are belong to God. I know all the birds of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I wouldn't tell you. For the world is mine in all its fullness. Several other similar verses go along that same vein. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. Acts 17.25 Genesis 1 and 25 And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. Job 41.11 Who hath prevented me that I should repay him? Whosoever is under the whole heaven is mine. Luke 12, 24. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, for God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than fowls? So does God need our money? Is this for God that we, to, for, does he need our money to make his work, to, you know, to forward his work, to do anything he needs to do here? In fact, interestingly enough, does he even need our praise? Does God need anything from us? It made me think of the verse um, when Jesus was descending into uh, Jerusalem uh, in Passover week when it led to his crucifixion. When he was heading down past uh, Gethsemane, the um, Mount of Olives, and the children and everybody was praising him and throwing palm branches and everything in front of him, and the Pharisee said, "What are you doing? Don't why are you letting these people praise you like this? Why are they stop them from doing that?" And he answered them and said to them, "I tell you that if these should not hold their peace, if these should hold their peace." the stones would immediately cry out. So God doesn't even need our praise, actually. It's for our benefit, right? If, if we didn't praise him, the stones would praise him. He owns the money, he owns the fields, he owns our cattle, he owns everything we have. So it's for us. God doesn't need our resources. In fact, everything we have belongs to him and we're just managers of it. So somehow giving and praising blesses us. 
And if we trust God, and as we test him in this, then I believe we can truly welcome abundance. The only way we're going to welcome abundance is to trust him, to do what he says, and to see what happens. And I think he's, again, way more willing to work with us than I am to work with my granddaughter, for sure. And I know this is true because it's happened in my life. And I guarantee it'll happen to you. I tell you, when I was preparing this message, I had a little faith crisis. Because I was thinking, God, what if you don't do for them what you did for me? And then I was impressed very quickly, that's not my problem. God promised it in his word. He said he'll do it, and he'll do it by his word. So today, I want to challenge you to really welcome abundance, to gain the blessing of what God wants us to do. I would like to imagine what our lives would be like if we truly trusted God, what our church would be like. I can imagine our doors busting at the seams, not being able to fill our pews, our school. I believe it would be overwhelming with students, and we could continue to preach and teach the end-time gospel along with our education. More than anything else, in these times we live in, where there's so much fear and uncertainty, I think it would give us a strength and a joy and a peace that we can't get any other place. Watching the news, anything else would not bother us, for we would trust that God is in control. If you could bow our heads for prayer. Lord Jesus, we just I thank you for your word. It's not been easy for me, particularly for to trust it always, but when I have and when I did and when we did, Lord, you blessed it and you proved yourself over and over again and the trust grew and it was a gift from you and I pray that each one of us will experience the blessing that you have for us and that you want for us. I ask these things in your most holy name. Amen.